How you doing? What is going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 21 of the White Tiger Podcast. Yes, I am happy to be back, and I'm happy to have you back. And to stick with this tradition that I started last episode, I want to thank just one amazing listener for their great, great review that they left me on iTunes. Josh, thank you so much for your review. Yes, the podcast is so effing amazing, and it does get me jacked up for everyday life also. So I'm happy that you're finding some motivation through the podcast, and please keep it coming. All right, all right. Oh, by the way, if you want to be the next featured listener here on the White Tiger Podcast, feel free to mosey on over to iTunes at the podcast page and leave a written review. Not only will it be greatly appreciated and make me feel absolutely fantastic, but I guarantee it'll make you feel good. And on top of it, you'd be helping extend the reach here of the podcast, which is an absolutely awesome thing. Oh, and from a growth perspective, think of it this way. You'll be making decisions. You'll be following through on those decisions. They'll make you feel good. And then you're going to want to do them over and over again. And before you know it, man, you're crushing your goals and you just left a review. How cool is that? All right, let's get this party started. What do you think? Here we go. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? And welcome. Yeah, what's up, man? And uh, what's up, ladies? How are you? Hopefully all is well on your end. Wherever you may be right now, I want to thank you so much for dedicating your time to listen to this guy chatter on the microphone because it is much appreciated and I would like to extend you a little podcast love. So I'm not sure if you could feel it coming through the microphone, but I'm extending it to you and it's just a heartfelt thank you. So ladies, I'm giving you a hug. Guys, fist pound, high five, low five, chest bump, whatever it takes. So today I want to talk about a topic that has really kind of challenged me for a very, very long time. And not just that, but it's relatable to every single person listening to this podcast. And I guarantee that someone is dealing with this, not just on a daily basis, but probably right now. This topic has not only gotten me fired up, but it also made me completely confused. It's actually given me some great motivation and all the while disappointing me at the same time. So what the hell am I talking about here? I'm talking about the idea of chasing numbers. Now, I don't know about you, but when it comes to talking about or thinking about numbers, it's really not that too exciting for me. Now, listen, I'm not saying that there's not people out there that really enjoy like crunching numbers and doing stuff with numbers, and that's awesome. If that's what makes you happy and lights your fire, then yeah, I'm all for it. But you know, the more I thought about it, I realized that they're a lot more relevant to what goes on in our lives uh, when we look at them from a different perspective. So the first thing I want to say is, one, there's power in numbers. I'm sure someone's heard that there are power in numbers, which is a good thing, right? Numbers are great for a lot of things. They help you figure out where you are now, where you're going, 
what maybe needs to change, and really they kind of give you some good data and stuff for just like personal growth and professional growth. So just to give you some real life examples, think of it this way. If you're in school and you're a student, numbers can tell you if you're passing or failing. If you're at work, numbers can tell you if you're successful, if you're making sales, if you have a bunch of clients, if you're actually becoming proficient in your craft. In your personal life, it could be something as far as how you're doing with your finances. Are you at a healthy weight? Are, what does the scale say? Are you burning calories? How's your last blood test? Those are all numbers that are relative to your personal life. And I could go on and on and on. The point of this is this. Numbers are often used for us to make a determination of whether or not we're succeeding or not. We often look to numbers as a guide to find out if we're improving, if we're regressing, or if we're staying the same. Now, the problem with that is this. Numbers don't tell the whole story. They tell, in my personal opinion, a small portion of the story. But there's a lot of stuff that goes beyond those numbers that's not getting measured. Especially in today's day and age, we're so like data-driven and analytical. I mean, listen, if you're on social media, if you're on the internet, if you're just pretty much alive, you're getting exposed to data and analytics all the time. And to be honest with you, that's not like my wheelhouse. I don't enjoy really talking about it, and it's not exciting. But we deal with it nonetheless all the time. I think a perfect example that's something we could all relate to in some shape or form is social media. Think about social media and numbers. Think about your account, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. What do you look at most of the time? You look at how many followers you have, right? And you base your success or your exposure on how many followers you have. You know, and a lot of people get caught up in the follower numbers like, oh my God, I only have five followers or oh my God, I only have 5,000 followers. And people kind of are always checking their phone and checking their apps and checking their social media to figure out whether or not they're quote unquote succeeding when it comes to what they're doing on social media based on how many followers they have or it's likes to their photos or posts or how many comments they're receiving or how many views that they're getting. And these are all numbers that we deal with on a daily basis. We may not see them as numbers. We may see them as something different, but we're always looking at them, especially now. If you think about it, all of these things that we deal with, like when it comes to social media, they're all analytics based. They give you flow charts. They give you bar charts. They give you the eyeball icon to see how many views you got specifically like on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's an indicator of how well you're doing or not doing. But I think it's only telling a small portion of the story. And I think some people are not looking at it from a perspective that I think would make them feel a whole lot better about what they're doing out there. First and foremost, when it comes to dealing with social media, this is one thing I've actually learned and it's still kind of like struggle with it. Uh, I understand it a little bit more, but I still struggle with this on a daily basis is this. When you see how many people follow you on social media, that does not mean that you're not being successful. That number does not measure the impact you may be making on the five followers that you have or the 5,000 followers you have or the 5 million followers that you have. There's no way to measure that. You're not actually hearing, for the most part, what a lot of people may be wanting to tell you and they're not telling you. They may not be messaging you and telling you what an impact you have or something that you posted maybe changed their life. The numbers don't reflect that. You know, 
So you could have 5 million followers, but out of those 5 million followers, you may have, I don't know, 100 that may actually pay attention to what you're doing. Does that mean you're successful? I don't know. Maybe you think it means that you're successful. To be honest, I think I'd rather have like 50 followers knowing that I kind of made an impact on 40 of them. So if I told you you have 5 million followers and like there's 50 of those or 500 of those that really follow you and then you have, you know, 50 followers and say three quarters of that number actually follow you and comment and are engaged with you, which of those two people do you think would be considered more successful? I completely had a situation like that recently with trying to kind of promote the podcast on Instagram. Like I would have all these followers, but I found out there was only a small portion of people that were actually engaged in the content that I was putting out. Like there wasn't, there was a ton of people that were interested in seeing what I was posting as far as like photos and stuff. But when it came down to actually coming back and listening to the podcast, it was really, truly a small number. And I kind of thought about it. I'm like, really, what is this number telling me? Maybe in my head, it's telling me that I'm either successful or not successful. Or I'm relevant. And you know what? You know, applications like Instagram put so many kind of like carrots uh, for you to get higher numbers, like the ability to swipe and do all these different things that you need to have a ton of followers. And what it does is it gets people to do some crazy stuff to actually get those numbers up. You know, people buy followers and that's kind of like a whole nother topic. I didn't even think I could talk about, but that exists. And then I have to kind of question, like, is that really the way I want to kind of develop like a good group of followers to my account and hopefully kind of make a difference? I don't think so. Listen, let's say hypothetically you're not into social media, but you're into health. You want to keep yourself healthy. You're looking to change the way you look and get yourself in better shape. We often look at our macros, our macronutrient numbers. We often look at numbers like calories to figure out how many calories we're burning. And to be honest with you, we get so caught up in the numbers, especially the number that's on the scale, that it often confuses us or often kind of discourages us from the success we've made. What if I were to tell you that in the course of you getting yourself into shape, that the number on the scale increased, but when you look at yourself in the mirror, you feel better, or you, I'm sorry, you look better, and on top of it, you feel better, and you fit better in your clothes. Now, if you were to rely solely on the number on the scale, the number may tell you that you're not succeeding because you gained weight. But if you're actually looking at your progress in the mirror and actually feeling your progress overall how you feel, like how could you say that you're not being successful? And you know what? It drives people batty. They're like, yeah, I feel good and stuff like that, but the scale says I'm five pounds heavier. I don't know. Maybe you put on more muscle. Maybe you did this and that. That's why people say... You know, you could use it as a gauge and it does have value, but you can't just kind of put all your eggs in that basket because it's not really giving you a clear picture of your success. And listen, when we talk about professional things like our craft and what we do, our professions, listen, there's so many careers out there that rely on data and numbers in order to determine whether or not they're successful. But that is just a small part or a part, I should say, of the bigger picture when it comes to success in your profession or, or whatever you're doing. So let's say you're in sales and you make money based on the sales that you make. Listen, you can make as many sales as you want and that could actually be really, really beneficial financially. But is it truly meaning you're successful? And I guess it comes down to what does success mean to you? But really, it's a number. 
right? If you think about maybe the people that you've impacted or the things that you've, the really great things that you've done in the course of building up those numbers, that could be something that comes back to you tenfold that may not be immediately recognized like in a, in a number or something that you can measure, but it may come back to you tenfold. You may have developed some type of relationships that are going to come back and make you more money later. So think about it. All right, so let's make you say you made a shitload of sales, but at the same time, like you're not creating any, you're just making sales. You're not creating a network. You're not developing relationships and so on and so forth. What would you say is more valuable in the long term? Is it the immediate sales you're making and just the immediate amount of money that you're making? Or is it those relationships that are going to continue to hopefully thrive and hopefully turn into more business? You know, so I think about it. It's like, yeah, I made 10 sales this week. So I was, had a really successful week. You could also say, I didn't make any sales this week, but I also made 10 really good contacts who introduced me to another 10 really good contacts who've turned into some business, not just now, but also business in the future. And these are things that typically aren't measured. You know, at least I don't know of any way that they're being measured out there. Now, listen, there could be some algorithm or some type of plan that something has, but I think for most people, you can't measure these like intangible things, these intangible, like indirect things that happen as a result of doing what you do that we often don't look at. You know, I like to think that most of us, for the most part, are pretty factual, like especially in today's day and age, you want, you need proof. You know, like I need to see proof that this is working. And how do you prove it to somebody? You show them a bunch of numbers and say, look, you're doing great. Look, you suck. Look, you're just, you're where you are. And we get so fixated on that that we, we forget about all those other things that we're doing that have value, that are creating an impact, and we totally miss out on them. And if you think about it, this is something like we've been constantly bombarded with our whole life. You know, going through school is a great example. You know, growing up, we're pretty much evaluated on a number score right? Like I, I, 70 was always like that passing grade. If it was above 70, you're passing. If it's below 70, you're failing. So 70 is always that number that, you know, it determines whether you're succeeding, you know, air quotes or not succeeding or failing air quotes. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like we're constantly bombarded with, with using numbers to develop whether or not we're successful, even at a young age. And you grow up learning, all right, I got to be above this number in order for me to be successful. Now, listen, is there some value to it? Yeah. I mean, does it indicate if you're actually putting in the effort and work and studying and are learning a topic or topics? Yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, it's not like a black or white thing. And I think when it comes to numbers, we see them as black and white and they're not. So guys, I wanted to share like a professional story with you that I think kind of emphasizes the fact that numbers aren't just numbers, that there's more to them. And they're obviously not clearly black and white. So in my previous career, for those who don't know, I was in law enforcement for 15 years. I spent a portion of my time in law enforcement as a patrol officer, and during the time that I was there, the department would often use certain statistics to gauge an officer's activity and whether or not that officer was being productive. So there were two categories that were used to determine whether or not you were being active, proactive, and successful as a patrol officer, and they were specifically arrests made and tickets issued. Now, each month, those categories of those numbers were kind of tallied. They were put on an Excel spreadsheet. They were posted on a board for people to see, and you can go and see how many arrests you had for that month or how many tickets you had for that month. And not only could you see your results, but you could also see the results of your coworkers and other officers in the department uh, and how many tickets they wrote and how many arrests that they made. 
So the issue with this process was is that on its face, you could tell that there were certain people that were being more active than other officers, but the numbers just didn't tell the whole story. And to give an example, you know, typically if someone has a warrant out for their arrest, right, they may have not paid a traffic ticket or, or something happens and, you know, for whatever reason, they don't show up for court and then the court issues a warrant for their arrest. That paperwork is often um, accessible, or it is, I should say, it is accessible to officers, and they could look up that paperwork and try to go serve those warrants on people and bring them back, and that's considered an arrest and would count as, let's say, one arrest, depending if you go out there and you serve one warrant. Another example for an arrest would be, let's say you get called to a domestic dispute, a fight between uh, a husband and wife, let's say, and as a result, you have to arrest someone and take them back to our headquarters. Now, both are arrests, right? Both count as one arrest, but they're both significantly different. The warrant arrest is just collecting money, advising a person of you know their new court appearance, and kind of like releasing them until they have to appear, reappear in court. The second is figuring out all the things that come with handling a domestic dispute, right? All the things that are involved. And it, to be honest, it's an hourly and it could take up your whole shift that you're there. So where the warrant arrest may take you, let's say, an hour to do, and the domestic violence arrest may take you five, six hours to do over the course, depending on, on certain circumstances. In the statistical category, they both count that as one. But the person who got involved in, let's say, the domestic violence arrest did probably a thousand more times the work than the person who just took some money from somebody, gave them a new court date, and told them we'll see you later. And that number didn't tell the full story. It just was a number. So just because someone's name was highlighted that they had the most arrests doesn't mean that they did the most work. You know, someone could have a lower number that month, but they could have done 10 times more of the work because of the stuff that they were involved in or what they had to do, right? And the problem is, is that people would gauge their performance or their success based on those numbers, and those numbers really ne never really told the whole story. And the same thing happened for tickets being issued. And the problem, too, is, is that when you saw, especially when you're a young guy and you want to make an impression and you want to move forward, you see some of your peers doing better than you, and it kind of motivates you to go out and do more. But at what cost? Are you going out there writing more tickets just to write them or because you actually want to educate and enforce the laws or educate people on the laws or enforce the law? You know, so it was kind of some crazy things. You see some crazy things happen for the wrong reasons, right? All at the result of numbers. And I found in talking to other people in other professions, people have some sort of this in other professions. It's not just in law enforcement or police work. It could be in sales. It could be in other things that people were doing things and the numbers necessarily didn't tell the whole story. And it kind of got people to do things because they were chasing those numbers because they wanted to be that guy at the top of the heap, at the top of the list with their name highlighted. And I think it just had the opposite effect of what it was really intended to do. Instead of think, making things more clear on where people are at and what their performance level is and what they're doing, I, to be honest, I think it actually made it more confusing or unclear. The key to this whole conversation is this. When you get bombarded with all these different numbers that you experience in life, take a moment to think about them differently and understand that they're only telling a very small part of the story. There is so much more value behind the things that you can't measure 
then the things that you can. You think about all those different things that you do on a daily basis that are a true measure of your success, that are having an impact on just not yourself and the people that are close to you, but on other people's lives that are not getting measured by some spreadsheet or by some number or by some bar graph. When you get caught up in the whole thing about social media and followers and posts, think about those two or three people out there that you may not be hearing from that you are completely impacting. The people that are spending their time and dedicating their time listening to what you have to say or watching what you have to post or all those different things. Because I start thinking about when you start looking at it from that perspective, you realize that you are being successful. That it's not the numbers that are dictating how successful you are. It's your reach. It's the impact you're making. And it's the things that you're doing on a daily basis that are not getting measured. Don't look at numbers as a way to validate whether or not you are personally or professionally successful or to determine, most importantly, your self-worth. Because when you really think about it and you really dig deep here, are you really chasing higher numbers which you think are equivalent to success? Maybe you're really just chasing after something else. Like maybe there's something missing that's going on in your life or that's not available in your life that is what you really want. Maybe you want to show other people and really yourself that you're successful at the things that you want to be successful at. You know, maybe you feel insecure about something and you feel like you need to look towards the numbers to validate your success or who you are, that you're relevant that you're doing good things, that you're providing value. And I can tell you from personal experience, I have big time. I've looked at numbers and was completely beating myself up thinking that I was not moving in the right direction. And the funny part of the whole thing was all along, I was missing the big picture. And the big picture was I was making progress. I was learning new things. I was providing value in different areas that I wasn't paying attention to because I was so kind of laser locked on these numbers I was looking at that I felt told the real story. You know, and after battling with this for a long time, I finally come to the conclusion that the only number that you should really be focused on is the number one. And what I mean by that is, is this, the number one meaning you, you should be focused on you. Don't get caught up in these other things that you interpret as the bar for judging whether or not you've made it or you're successful or how you stack up against your peers and colleagues and friends and family. Because really, it's unrealistic. The numbers do serve a purpose. They do tell a story. But remember, it's only a small, small portion of the big story. Oh, and one last thing that I think is really relevant here is don't try so hard. People try so hard to increase the amount of whatever it is in their life in order to get things to work, so to speak. When you Sometimes when you try really hard, that's when things don't work. Sometimes you just have to what's called try easy. You know, just go about do, do you. Focus on number one. Just be you. Go out there, make a difference, think about making an impact on others, helping others, doing whatever it is you do, and don't focus so much on the numbers because they really only give you half the story. And Who the hell wants that? So with that being said, I think I'm done for today. 
I think I'm like mentally tapped out after really kind of digging deep into numbers. But I just think it's so relevant to what we deal with on a daily basis. And we're constantly getting bombarded by them, you know. So what can you do? But listen, if anyone out there feels like what I'm saying is like off the charts wrong or you disagree or you feel like I'm missing the boat on something, please let me know. I'd love to hear your perspective on it. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there who believe, you know, numbers don't lie. And I don't necessarily disagree with that to some degree, but yeah, whatever. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email via the website at WTPodcast.com. Or whatever your preferred method of communication is. Signal flare. One of those like advertising planes that you see at the beach with the banner in the back. Whatever it is. Whatever it takes. I'd love to hear from you. So with that being said, I am going to head out of here for today. Listen, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found some value in it. I hope you don't think I'm totally insane. Uh, And I hope you keep coming back and listening to more stuff because I really enjoy doing this and I hope you enjoy hearing it. And if you haven't done it already, please shoot over to the podcast and subscribe. Also, leave a review. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, you may be the next featured White Tiger podcast listener. How cool would that be, huh? If you tell all your friends. So I hope everybody out there enjoys the rest of their week. Don't worry about the numbers. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting wtpodcast.com. Hey!